0: Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. You're on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. This is your host, uh, Jim Ventura. Whether you're catching the show live or in archive, uh, again, welcome. Uh, I am a uh, navigational consultant. My expertise is in astrology and numerology and uh, other various oracles like tarot cards and runes and angel cards, and animal totems, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, if you're interested in any information about the personal sessions that I offer uh, here in my local office in, in Phoenix, um, or by phone uh, consultations, and also uh, an option for iPhone users from FaceTime, um, you check out my website at jimventura.com. Uh, I am a, uh, again, I am a navigational consultant, so i will talk a little bit more about that and what we're going to be doing on today's show. Uh, I'm also a writer, of course. I read a monthly column called Snake Oil. Uh, the first five six years of my column were published a few years back with Snake Oil Volume 1. That's available on um, Amazon and, and directly through me and a few other published books, and uh, I do a monthly column. Uh, If you're interested in getting that, there's no charge to get the monthly column. Just email me at com, and I can add you to the monthly newsletter mailing list. Okay, so all that being said, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about today about this month's column. Um, As as some of you may or may not know, depending on whether you follow me on Instagram or through uh, Facebook, we're just getting my column. The last couple of months have been a little busier than normal for a kind of an added commodity that has surfaced in my life, which is doing a television spot um, on most Fridays. Actually, uh, it's gotten to on the ABC show, The List. Uh, if you're not um, if you're not uh, familiar with it, it is an ABC show, so you have to kind of check your local channels. It is syndicated in a lot of different markets. I know it's on channel 15 here in Phoenix, usually 4.30 in the afternoons. It runs sometimes early in the morning, too. They'll double run it. Uh, check your local listings for that. Um, also, all the episodes can be caused at ListTV.com, as well as YouTube. So you can kind of catch these interesting show, very Gemini in tone, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but, uh, you know, typically I've been doing most Fridays. Uh, they've got uh, two other astrologers, but I seem to be getting the brunt of the request to do the show as of late. So uh, that has been uh, pretty fun. Um, just a little extra work on my part because the, the, the filming the shows themselves are, are real easy um, because you've got camera operators and producer and... And and all that stuff. And and so they know what they're doing, uh, even in terms of editing the piece. So I don't do anything but show up, chat for a little bit, do the filming. So that's real easy. Uh, It's the added write-ups for the web that have to go uh, along with each uh, shoot that that take a little bit more time uh, to do because I am a writer and it's a lot more writing and I am a perfectionist, even though they, they end up cut and chopping half of what I put up there on the web, of course, but that's that's normal. Um, they still do a good job. Uh, so anyway, I've done, done quite a few. I've actually just filmed my seventh uh, since December already of, of these shows. Uh, the one running um, this coming Friday, I believe, is sort of an Oscar pick based on astrology. A little bit of a shot in the dark, but I think I'll probably nail a few of these for, for multiple reasons. Uh, so, that being said, um, today's show is about The List TV, and we're going to talk about that, again, just in a moment. Uh, just for my, my my normal followers of a little bit more of the heartfelt type of work I do with my writing, uh, I have a very uh, intense column coming up for April that is called The Right Thing to Do. About a very difficult decision I went through about having to make a decision about putting my 16 year old cat down um, uh, at the beginning of this month, which was really tough. And I think uh, animal lovers and even non-animal lovers will really love this column. I think it's really a significant thing uh, to talk about uh, the difficult decisions that we're sometimes presented with in life. And uh, so so check that out in April. Um, since it's been a couple of months since I've done a specifically new column, again, because of had to work. Uh, but this show, a little bit of a different feel. We're going to talk about a show that actually ran already on the list About two weeks ago, again, you can catch it on uh, YouTube or ListTV.com, but I, of course, include the link on this page if you're catching the show, so you can catch it that way. And, of course, if you get my monthly column, the snake oil each month, you would have gotten that link also, so you could have checked it out. So if you haven't already, check out the cute little link to that show, and I'm going to read you. Obviously, the expanded version of that information. Anyway, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So this particular uh, List TV uh, show was cheating likelihood based on your zodiac sign. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of joke about that a little more of the salacious side sometimes for television. But there is some interesting information in this that I think almost anyone who follows astrology uh, will find. Uh, pretty pretty uh, surprising. Uh, And then I want to talk a little bit more about that particular subject uh, on today's show. So we only got a 45-minute show. Probably not going to be able to take live calls today, but um, I want to read the column piece. um, And, uh, (coughs) excuse me, I want to read that, and we'll talk a little bit more about this subject. Again, the the, the column piece uh, for March of 2018 was Cheating Likelihood Based on Zodiac Signs. I have had a lot of added work for the last few months with a total so far of seven appearances on the ABC syndicated show The List. The film shoots are actually fun and easy. It's the added right up uh, needed for each segment on the website that takes up so much extra time. Here is one of the more fun, but a bit on the salacious side, segments and the web information that went along with it. Even though statistically the top five signs listed score the highest on the cheating website, Ashley Madison. This astrologer does not think any sign is more likely to cheat than another. Typically men cheat more from ego and women from or for need. Uh, The same could be said for feminine and masculine signs in the zodiac. So that is why I actually listed them. Here are some possible reasons any sign might cheat, but also a few suggestions that may assist in keeping your mate happily committed. Number one sign Capricorn. While Capricorn is a female sign and may cheat more out of need as opposed to ego or status, they are often very aware of status and position. Capricorn's negative expression of I'm inhibited can possibly push them to seek out sexual experiences they may have missed in their younger years when other signs were busy sowing their oat. Experiencing the reverse element of often conservative Capricorn may also be an appeal in some respects. By going against a more natural pull of strong ethical convictions often held in life. Uh, be patient with Capricorn's can chewing like a goat pace with things. Find that right balance of being affectionate consistently without being smothering. Number two sign, Aquarius. While a fixed sign, more likely to be loyal, they can be quirky and nonconformist in some respects. Uh, the influence of the ruling planet Uranus might drive them to want to shatter the normal restraints of what a traditional relationship might be. Uh, The possibility of fetish or other interests that are unique in their wiring can have them seeking out some satisfaction they may not be getting from their mates. Uh, The uh, bucket list many people, and especially Aquarians have, of things they've always wanted to do uh, may also be a contributing factor. Well, Aquarians' unique way of seeing things, uh, value Aquarians' unique way of seeing things and acknowledge their smarts. Be committed and loving, but don't be painfully gushy with them or expect them to be that way with you, and you can often keep keep Aquarius happy and loyal. Third sign on the high list, Pisces. The Pisces is a feminine sign, and likely to achieve more from need. The image of two fish being attached to the tail and pulling in opposite directions can be part of the pull toward uh, Pisces' tendency at times to self-defeat. A naturally compassionate sign may also be pulled into an affair to make deeper connections they may not be getting from their mates. The dreamy side of Neptune, Pisces, is the ruling planet. They pull them into the idea that something secret, special, and even mystical could be awaiting them. Never take advantage of Pisces' kindness and understand the need for retreat to recharge, and Pisces will happily make sacrifices for one that they love. Fourth sign, Taurus. Uh, This one surprises me the most. Taurus is a fixed feminine sign and very likely to be loyal. Uh, Yet their disposition towards seeking satiation, even indulgence, could be an influence on why a Taurus might cheat. They're typically very sensual, and the pull to touch, to taste, and experience more could be a determining factor. Taurus typically seeks security, but if that is not something they may feel in a relationship, they could be driven to find that sense somewhere else. Allow tourists to indulge from time to time. Even join in. Don't try to power play a bull and get them mad. It could take a long time to shake it off. Though that in spite of everything, they are usually wired to be committed. Cancer. Very surprising. Cancer is a feminine and a water sign. Cancer is another sign that would seem unlikely to cheat. Yet while the pull to be of service to others is strong, if they're not getting appreciation in return from a mate, They may be driven to seek this from another source. Cancer's life test is to learn to be more discerning. If they were pulled into an early marriage or commitment and they feel a nagging sense of doubt or a need for more connection, they could be led astray. Appreciate everything cancer does for you and say it a lot. Do things for them without them having to ask. Recognize they have very changing moods and go with the flow of their shifting emotions and cancer will often stay around for a very long time. Now, for some perspective on the remaining signs, that didn't quite make it on the high percent of cheers list, but of course, we're in there. Aries, a masculine fire sign. Once an Aries marks their territory to claim someone, they're unlikely to cheat. Still, Aries does often crave a new endeavor, creative endeavor, or another conquest, and could cheat have an urge for something new. Reinvent yourself from time to time to keep Aries interested. For any fire sign, An occasional battle of disagreement hashed out may actually be an opportunity to clear the air in a good way. Gemini is a masculine air sign. While Gemini is a sign of the twins, it would in no way mean an inclination towards strain. That said, Gemini can juggle a lot of things in life, and their innate curiosity can pull them into different places and even people along their travels. Keep Gemini around by making them laugh and by sharing some of their many interests. They enjoy communicating with their mates, so give them what they want. Leo is a masculine fixed fire sign and likely to be one of the most loyal signs. They are a fixed sign, after all, so commitment and fealty are natural traits. Still, Leo needs to be appreciated, acknowledged, and adored. Fail to give them that fix, and they could go astray. Keep a Leo. Keep your Leo honest, Uh, keep your Leo by being honest with praise and appreciated their talented showmanship. Treat them with chivalry and learn to adore their being chivalrous with you. Now, Virgo is a feminine sign. Virgo is a sign that is unlikely to be a cheater. They enjoy being of service to the ones they truly love. It can take a bit to get Virgo to open up and relax, but they will often be in it for the long haul once they do. They like things to be tidy, clean, and you can't get mad when they correct you. Believe it or not, is one of the ways they show love. They care enough to want to help. Give them practical gifts and marvel in their excellent ability to plan and research. Libra is a masculine air sign. They're often naturally good at relationships. After all, it's one of their gifts to recognize and appreciate another person's point of view. They like the allure of commitment and will think about it with some enthusiasm. Any sign can go astray and Libra may look for some magic and romance if they see it missing from their partners though. Keep a Libra happy by having good taste. They like nice things and nice people. Don't make them don't make them make all the decisions, but always get their perspective on the choices you are considering, especially if it involves them. Scorpio is a feminine water sign. They typically either commit or they don't at all. Rarely a middle ground for Scorpio but when they do, they're usually quite loyal. They're reacting to power plays and relationships, but don't often see that they tend to cause them to. Scorpio is drawn to a little mystery in life, and that could cause them to stray. Keep a Scorpio happy by being loyal and not reacting to their changing moods. They can often have a silly, dark, but funny sense of humor. Appreciate this and give them a little mystery to solve from time to time. Now, Sagittarius is a masculine fire sign. And as restless as Satch can be, and the males may wait until later in life to actually settle down, often they have a strong moral and ethical codes, so they're unlikely to be cheaters. Still, Satch does love an adventure, and they can be perpetually flirty and charming. Keep your sage chased around by not trying to cage them in too much. Let them talk a lot and appreciate their wisdom, humor, and endless acquired stories. Okay, that covers all the signs. Uh, this was fun and interesting to research. I think the parts about what one can do to keep a mate would need to be balanced with the reality that often when someone cheats, it is for their own reasons, and there's often nothing we can do to stop this. But television demands a more limited approach to astrology because people's attention spans are short. The, separ- the segments typically run about two minutes. Uh, relationship astrology is far more complicated than sun sign influences we look at where Venus and Mars in both signs and houses are in our natal chart, we can get a far more comprehensive idea of how we experience love. Houses 5, 7, and 8 also give us even more insight into what our gifts and challenges as individuals we're exploring in this lifetime are in the arena of relationships. This month, I am offering a snake oil subscriber session, option for diving more deeply into your love life and all kinds of other areas in life as well. Okay, so uh, you know, if you go to my website, um, uh, you're going to see a promo for the month of March for twenty to twenty-five off my normal rates for forty-five through ninety-minute sessions. Uh, so you can have an astrology uh, session with me, either in office or uh, by uh, a phone consult. So uh, check that out if you want to kind of go a lot more deeper into astrology. And of course, there's a lot more depth in astrology, and a good suggestion too if you busy this month and you still like to do it, you can just contact me, purchase a session as a gift certificate. I run a charge through PayPal, and uh, and you can use it any time during the year and be able to take advantage of the discount. It ends on March 31st, last day I'm going to take this promotional special. So anyway, that's available. Okay. All right. That being all said, um, let's talk a little bit more about this subject and some depth about about cheating and, and all of that. Uh, because it is a more complicated uh, thing to consider. Uh, again, interesting piece to do. Uh, this was a producer's idea. <coughs> Excuse me. Not something I probably would have thought of seeking out to study, um, but uh, kind of in some respects I'm glad that um, I did, uh, because it was interesting to see which signs kind of scored highest on this site. You know, definitely shocking to see Capricorn at number one. Uh, really surprising to see um, cancer and, and Taurus even make the list, so to speak. That is, that's a doozy of a surprise for a lot of different reasons. I would not see them as being uh, signs that would typically cheat. But again, speculation as to why certainly can, can you know, uh, give us some insight that way. But again, I think there's a lot deeper reasons why this is an element of human behavior. I'm going we'll take a little time to talk about that. Uh, so one, uh, when we look at an astrology chart, there is so much more complexity to the way we love. That is one of the reasons why it is of real value to have an astrology chart interpretation done. You understand yourself. You understand what your challenges are. Um, there's a lot of different things that, that come into play. We're looking at house placements and the movement of Venus and and Mars and where those are placed in our chart. And and all those things to really get a much more complete picture as to our love life and relationships. Astrological transits or movement of planets a relation to our natal chart can be very determining factors as to where these things may ultimately surface from. But again, that being said, um, let's take this from another angle and another approach. Uh, okay, so here's the way I look at this uh, I've often said this to clients. In a lot of ways, that there's a significance to this that I think is important. Um, I think for most of us, we kind of got that story, so to speak. It is part of the archetypal dynamic of what a relationship is supposed to be within our society, most societies. Um, you know, I kind of joke about this a little bit, very surprising for Sagittarius, eh? But. Um, you know, we, we're, I think we're all taught that, like, you're kind of going to meet the love of your life when you're 16 years old at your locker when you're in high school, and you're going to marry that person and have children with them, uh, if you're straight, well, I guess if you're gay, you can have children, too, for that matter, um, and you're going to meet that person, and you're going to build this family together, and you're going to stay together. And you're going to sort of like die holding hands in a rocking chair when you're 94 and have like a mutual heart attack or something. You know, I'm exaggerating here, but if you think about it, there's an element of that that is sort of the paradigm of of how it's supposed to be. Um, Now, listen, that's a beautiful story, uh, but I would like to, you know, humorously ask how many people are experiencing anything in the ballpark of that during a lifetime. Uh, I would say not very many. Um, you know, there's, there's factors that determine uh, the the length or duration of a marriage um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, I always use it, just a practical dynamic of considering the fact that we live longer. You know, when the average lifespan you know 600 years ago was maybe 60 or 70 as being a long life, maybe you had the potential to stay with someone for 40 or 50 years. Um, You know, we're living 90, 100. You know, there's people, I think next 100 years, people are going to be pushing commonly 110, um, uh, 100, 110. This is going to become a more common thing uh, for a lot of different reasons. So the idea that one person is going to fulfill that need for anyone, you know, for 80 years is, is, is a bit unrealistic in a lot of ways. Listen, we change. Uh, along the way, what our early needs are in relationships and, and marriage um, definitely often evolve and change as we change and evolve. Um, we definitely have dispositions, and you, know, you can see that through numerology and astrology that are for life, but in a practical sense, through different experiences. We grow, we learn. Our priorities differ. You know, I, I'm I'm constantly encountering uh, people who end up going through separations or divorces um, when the when the last of the children um, have grown and, and gone off to college or moved out, um, often children may be the very glue that held a marriage together. And once that's gone, you know, sometimes people make that decision that they don't um, uh, love each other or necessarily, even like each other that much anymore in some capacity. And that is that. It sounds sad but it is just sort of a reality in that respect. Many people will stay together for children. Um, So I I think that, you know, a lot of people feel very uncomfortable about that. But, you know, in the cases cases where, for instance, someone divorces or breaks apart or or cheats or ends a relationship for many different reasons, um, when, when there are young children in the house or if children aren't involved in it at all, again, it can have to do with, you know, changes in your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, um, uh, issues of addiction on, on a partner, and, and various other factors that can influence, you know, where a relationship may grow into into some type of separation. You know, one of the most common things that, that people often get involved in, and I know this too, like I had a, a long-term relationship in the late 90s to the early 2000s. And I kind of got into that trap being Taurus rising where once something was yours, so to speak, you didn't necessarily put a lot of energy into romance. It was like, I already have this. We have this stability. And I think that is a big factor that I suggest for people that, you know, whether you are married with children or not, whether you're in a uh, committed relationship there, there needs to be a little adventure, a little excitement, um, a little, you know, having a, you know, weekly or even if you're really swamped, a monthly date night and, and doing things maybe a little out of the ordinary and, and a little fun um, can be really important to any type of relationship to maintain some element of romance that often can get squashed out when you have screaming ch- children and, and various other factors that are going on, and, and a lot of people lose, lose touch with that. By the way, the video clip on this uh, mentioned Aquarius as a water sign, a very common mistake, I didn't interject that it's not a water sign, it's an air sign. So uh, that was something I, I didn't catch that they did at ABC in the editing, but anyway, so side so noting here. Yeah, I think you have to kind of remember that need for alone time and romantic pull and other factors in some way really need to incorporate that into the experience. You know, I always laugh because I think of a All in the Family episode that I saw when I was a kid where if you're familiar with the characters and you're as old as me or older <laughs> are in the ballpark. If you if you never saw All in the Family then and you're young and go hunt it down. You'll laugh your ass off. I mean there's so many themes that are even so alive today it's almost ridiculous. But the character of of Mike and Gloria, um you know, uh were, were Archie and his uh daughter, Gloria and her husband were living in the home with him. And there was an episode where uh, Gloria gets like she's a blonde, and she gets like this brunette wig, and she wears it. And they imply that when she gets intimate with her husband, he gets very turned on by it. And then, you know, uh, you know, a week later, she doesn't want to wear the wig anymore. And he's trying to be romantic with her, and uh, he's like, "Oh, put the wig on, you know, put the wig on." And she's just like, "No, I don't want to wear the wig. I don't like how it feels, and it's uncomfortable." And he's pushing at her, and then she gets mad and she starts calling him a sicko because she realizes that he gets to cheat on his wife <laughs> because she's wearing the wig and he's a sicko and ends up being this whole battle. It's very funny. And But, yeah, there is some truth in that in a way. But rather than her react to him being a sicko, maybe a little bit of that component is not such a bad thing to to have fun at, with the idea of, of, of difference. Men have, can often have a little bit of a different wiring than necessary women do. And I had pointed that out in another way through, uh, again, when you look at astrology, there are feminine signs and masculine signs. If you tend more toward uh, masculine signs, you may be more inclined to, to cheat out of ego as opposed to feminine signs, which are more inclined to cheat out of need. You know, uh, my, my long-term relationship back in the late 90s, early 2000s, had to do also with being with someone who cheated on me a lot. And, this was an individual that had rising sign, moon sign and sun sign all in masculine signs. So there was an ego need that, that stemmed a lot from where that, that came from. And, and listen, I, I have no anger or regret about that. I recognize my own role and my own part and why that relationship ended. And I, I consider a blessing that I had it, but it, it, it did not need to go on longer for a lot of different reasons. Um, uh, the cheating being <laughs> a big part of it. But uh, I, I tend to view things more, especially often in hindsight, of looking at my creation of an event. And, and ultimately the deeper truth behind that for me was I put up with a lot of things that I would never put up with today because my self-esteem is higher. I like me more. I'm more comfortable with me. I I was much more inclined toward being a little bit of a doormat in terms of abuse or mistreatment when I was younger. You know, at the, at the ripe old age of 53, I'm in my, my mind, the prime of my life in that sense. I like me. I'm really confident I would put up with nothing like that at one level. The and then on the other side of it is I, you know, it, 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 it's more likely when I'm in another long-term relationship, I'm likely to remember that paradigm of being more inclined to remember the romance and, and not treat another one with like they're something I own. That tourist tendency that can sometimes surface, so I have learned uh but uh, I look at it from from that angle, so yeah, there is that 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 difference about you know feminine signs uh, being more out of need, they need something that they're not getting at at one level or another and and masculine signs uh again being about you know somehow speak to their ego uh, again when you when you kind of analyze all of this it it does begin to make sense in a way that really kind of rounds a lot of this out from the simplicity of, you know, why a sign might specifically cheat. Even though, again, there are some natal dispositions to that. I'm, I'm a Sagittarius sun sign, but my Venus in my natal chart is in Scorpio. So as flirty as a Sag can be, and I am, and really good at it, um, I actually tend to be really strongly monogamous once I commit in in a relationship, not untypical of someone with Venus and Scorpio. And I also tend to be kind of all or nothing about it. Either I'm completely in love or I'm not interested at all. Um, You know, there's rarely a middle ground for Scorpio, so I have an element of that to to my personality as well. So then we look at the way of the idea of intermixing with a partner and, and how those components work um, you know, with a mate, you may be wired more to be very, very monogamous where you might actually be with someone who is is less inclined necessarily that way or more easily distracted or bored. Uh, so, there's a, again, there's a lot of different reasons that we could analyze and get into for ultimately why people may cheat. Uh, but I think that um, we also can kind of even consider – what the ideal of a long-term relationship is. Again, as I kind of talked about at the beginning when we started talking about this, you know, there's sort of this ideal that, that, you know, a right marriage or relationship is supposed to be one that's a long one. And I would have to bring that question up of why. Uh, I think a long-term relationship is wonderful. I don't know whether it is necessarily, quote-unquote, better um, or or, or necessarily the right thing to do, uh, depending on the people involved. You know, one thing I've often said, especially when I talk to younger people, I mean, I joke about it now, I don't think anybody should get married until they're 30. Uh, I think getting married before then, I think you have to go through experiences with different people and sow your oats in some ways and have these different relationships, experiences, before you can... Comfortably settle down. I think it's healthier, but I, I could not place that as a as a, as a fully uh, generalized statement because people are different. Some people are, you know, will have one or two lovers in their life and be perfectly satiated, where others may need, you know, dozens or hundreds in order to feel like they have have um, you know, experienced what they ultimately need from life. Um, again, it's just sort of predisposed in the language and the cultures. In a lot of ways that this is what's good remembering that in terms of child rearing and other factors those attributes were often a a, you know a helpful commodity in the stability of a family but the reality of the of this day and age that we live in now is we don't necessarily have to follow those those dynamics to create strong healthy families um there's definitely a lot of good in those things, there's I mean, I mean, no way I'm going to argue that. I, I come from a mother uh, father familial situation with seven, six brothers and sisters. And my parents stayed together until my dad died uh, about eight years ago. They were together for uh, 57 years. So I come from the absolute model of committed relationship dynamic between a mother and a father. But I have not experienced that. I've been single a lot of my life and just dating or or floating around or doing what I want. And and at times even celibate when I feel that is where my energy needs to go. So I don't, I I question that, you know, the ideal of marriage is is necessarily right for for everyone also. Um, You know, my older sister was, was married for, I think almost 30 years and her husband uh, had a heart attack in his mid to late fifties a few years ago and, and died. And I, I won't say it was a bad marriage. I don't know if it was a particularly wonderful one, but um, she went through appropriate mourning and, and, you know, about a year or so after her husband passed, she was doing a lot of different meetup groups and she, um, and she met up with a guy and, and started dating him. And, and has been dating him for five years now, and I have never seen her happier. Um, you know, they go on trips together. They see each other for the most part every weekend and maybe talk a few days during the week, but they still live separately and they're not married. And, you know, the cute thing was, that you know, about two years into their relationship, my, my mother, my very Catholic mother, and my sister, a few of my sisters, were questioning my older sister about whether she was going to get married. What was she going to do? And you know, now she's 63 and her, her, her boyfriend is about 68 or so 63 in in that range. And I don't think they're going to get married. Um, I would sort of wonder what the purpose would that be? Um, you know, listen, you commit to someone, have a beautiful ceremony on a beach if you want to and all that stuff. I don't know about the legality of marriage in a case like that. They're both pretty set in their ways financially. Um, you know, I don't know whether they need it, and 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 what is the purpose? Are they going to get married and get a home and a dog and have two kids? And, you know, in their in their mid to late sixties, going into their seventies. Again, you got to step back and, and think about a lot of this in that respect, in terms of 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 the appropriateness of of the whole dynamic at this point in this day and age. Um, uh, does does marriage um, you know legitimize your relationship ultimately in that sense? I know that. You know, uh, preferably the next time I commit to a long-term relationship, I don't think I want—I would want to share financial stuff. I, I think I'd rather keep the finances somewhat separate. I think that uh, that is definitely a cause for a lot of potential battlegrounds. You know, so a lot of different reasons behind that. But then getting back to the, you know, to the cheating part. Uh, I don't know whether all human beings are, are typically... Uh, Wired to be monogamous I have to question that Um, I don't don't know I mean I I think different signs So different inclinations Toward those dynamics But um, ultimately um, I I don't know whether uh, We are, we're we're wired necessarily To be uh, To be uh, Monogamous You know there's a terminology Among men that you will sometimes Hear and it's funny because I've said this to um, to female, and they laugh when they didn't understand what that term was. But if a a man um, says like he's looking for strange, that actually kind of means something different at, at one level or another. So that that is that is a you know it's a crude sounding thing to, to suggest or to say. But for some people, um, that isn't exactly a surprise. at at, at one level or another that that people may be wired to look in that direction again i'm not getting into the morality of the right or wrong with it people have to establish what type of relationship patterns work for for themselves and 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 people are ultimately unique in that way in 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 what would be and what would be workable but again i i think that um you know, a site like Ashley Madison to me is a little on the questionable side in, in that sense, because it is a site that's specifically geared toward, toward cheating and, and really largely involves uh, married people, married straight people primarily. Um, but it exists and it's popular. So it, it is ultimately there for a reason in, in some respects as well, that, that people are drawn to that. So, you know, a look into an astrology chart, though, is a good way to, to get a feel and, and some type of understanding for what your unique wiring is around the concept of relationships. So, again, that is one of the many values of, of understanding uh, an astrology profile. So, anyway, um, you know, uh, on a side note, it has certainly been interesting uh, running this particular uh, list show and this column. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, I have about maybe 1,700, 1,800 people that get my, my, my monthly snake oil newsletter, and already having sent this out to maybe three-quarters of the people on my mailing list, um, this particular read got a lot. So I think a lot of people were interested in this particular subject. Again, Salacious does tend to sell. Uh, if you're a regular reader of my column, you know, I, 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 cannot, I lean a lot toward a little bit of humor, but I, I try to put a lot of writing that that involves heart uh, and, and give people some kind of push toward, toward understanding themselves and the world around them. So uh, I'll bob back and forth between these two worlds ultimately because I can. But I had also done, the same time we filmed the shoot, if you catch them on the, on the List archives um, on YouTube or the List TV, uh, you will catch that I also filmed another shoot that same day on Valentine's Day about, like, how to keep your, you know, what different signs might like for Valentine's Day. And I had a lot of people ask me about that at, at a personal level, too, that we're dating someone. What do you think my Leo might like? Or, you know, and I am usually pretty good at, at, at thinking about those things. Uh, I think my brain is, is a little bit wired that way. Uh, I can be a little bit a romantic. So, um, when I'm interested <laughs> In that sense, I don't care I go through periods where it's just the whole subject Bores me, and then I'm Kind of neurotic about it, where I'm really interested In it, um, so I think there's a lot to with my Venus uh, um, and Scorpio But Again, that being said um, There is Different variances for different people on, on why people would cheat, and I think If you want to look at it from a spiritual perspective You look at you know, maybe it's not so much about what you're doing or not doing that has a mate cheat, but you know, other elements of your self-esteem, of the the rightness of the marriage, and and why are you in it? Or you know, many people, you know, marry someone or or you know, partner with someone, and they don't really truly know them in a way. They project ideas. Um, you know, uh, my ex who cheated. Um, was clearly disposed that way when we first started, but I did and I want to see that part. You know, I follow that paradigm that when you're with someone you'll you'll change them. You'll they'll love you and they won't want anyone else. And, you know, I, I think we have to look at individual dispositions uh for, for, for different people, um, if we're really honest in that way. Okay. So it looks like we're running down the clock here. This uh show definitely went fast. I apologize to all the callers who called in. But I um, I have I, I just I typically am not as inclined to take calls. I would love to take calls and eventually do longer shows, but um, we kind of got in the habit years ago of people wanting mini readings, and um, I think that while I enjoy doing those, actually they're fun um, for listeners of the show and an archive it's not as necessarily interesting for people because it's not your, their story. You know what I mean, we're on a subject, and I try to stay on it, but I will uh, probably in the future try to pop a few of those in play. Okay, so that uh, – okay. Now, um, we're going to be finishing up here in a minute or two. So um, if you're not already getting my monthly email newsletter – uh, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. All that information is on my website or here at Blog Talk Radio, or on Facebook. And I'm all over the place, guys. It's not difficult to find me. Um, I keep getting people that are like, oh, I went to your website. It was too confusing. It's not too confusing. It's pretty <laughs> cut and dry how to get in contact with me if you're interested in a session or any of those other things. Come on, guys, stop being silly. I I laugh. People are are cute to me. Oh, it's too complicated. It's not complicated. Um, And uh, so uh, feel free to email me to get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list. It is blind copied out. So it's once a month. No one's ever going to get your email address from me. I am very protective of that. And also include your date of birth because I do a birthday promotion. Uh, for a very discounted special around your birthday that I send out. Those have to be done by invitation. So send that info if you send out a request to get on the mailing list. Uh, I am doing a, an astrology special this month. So that's in office here in Phoenix or by phone. I even talked to someone in Australia about uh, two months ago um, so by by uh, by iPhone. So that was fun. I'm going kind to of cost her a bit on her end, though, because of that. Skype costs, but anyway, um, so these are all options to have that special. It's just for the month of March of 2018, so we're we're just starting the month here, so go check that out on jimventura.com. Thanks for joining me today. You can catch The List Show uh, usually Fridays at 4.30, local here in Phoenix, but check your local ABC Channel Times to catch The List. Again, any of the archive shows usually can be found on YouTube and the listtv.com. Um, you'll see a number of different astrology things that they do, uh, but I seem to be getting a lot of them. So uh, good chance. Uh, the other astrologers are good also, but good chance you'll see me on a lot of these shows. It usually, again, runs Fridays. Um, so anyway, thanks for joining me today. Everybody have an awesome March. Um, looks like spring is on its way, so we'll be back again here next month, and we'll talk about my April column, The Right Thing to Do uh bring a box of kleenex with you for catching that show because you're going to cry because i did it was a very intense experience i went through uh i want to talk about it and i think it'll be healing for a lot of people so so check that out uh enjoy the day guys cheers it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win